Hardy, a part of Country Fan Fest on the way here at the end of this month and just a couple of weeks away, a little over a couple of weeks away. Uh, super excited about that. Maybe I could do Lauren's part and you could do Devin's part uh, in that song. You think he'll call us up? Absolutely. And have us help him out. Especially with your no. voice sounding yes. the way it is. I know. Uh, I'm sorry. So uh, It still be, sucks. You no, know, it'll fit right in. Yeah. All right, let's put those two words together, happy and Monday, and uh, let's plow through it. Good to have everybody along here, Monday, uh, July 10th already, 10 days into the month, a third of the way over. We are looking at some scorching temperatures here. Woo, it's already like, uh, well, 75. is it? Wasn't it's it? 75. I thought driving in it was 80. That's but what I heard. Yeah. It says 75, but it's pretty warm already. Yeah, 97 is what we'll hit today, again uh, tomorrow. And again on Wednesday, we'll drop a little bit, 93 on Thursday, 93 on Friday, and then back up to 95 Saturday, 99 Sunday. So there's your seven days for you, but um, <laughs> it could be worse. I did see 113 expected to hit in St. George on Sunday. Whoa. 113, so. Uh, well, right now, 75, clear downtown. <laughs> yeah, the little... Sure do look pretty today, Dave. The metal larks whistling, yes. whistling in the it's background. It's the Monday metal lark. Now, stop. You, you, uh, yeah, there it what? is. What, 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 Uh No, I'm just saying uh, you are trying to be uh, nice and stuff because saying uh, I'm looking pretty. Uh, you are, um, you are prettier. Only, no. I'm pretty. I'm, what was the Miranda Lambert song? Uh, only well, prettier. Only prettier. There you go. Uh, Monday morning, Secretary Statler Brothers. Always a great way to get the uh, Monday off to a good start, right? Ah. Ten more minutes in my bed. I would treasure. Must get up right now. Could lie here forever. I just sigh and close my eyes because it's 6 a.m. Look in the mirror, I look lousy, my friend I am wishing my boss could wait I'll get fired if I show up late Should be sleeping in Yeah, that would be nice Instead to work, I'll go For the rest of my life Tired of moving real slow So maybe I'll lie and be calling in sick this time when I'm sleeping in, I don't have to deal with anything. National Kitten Day today. Now, that's actually a full-grown cat right there, but uh, I didn't really have a kitten handy. That's closer. National Kitten Day. Good day to adopt an adorable little fur ball. So cute. Kittens are great till they grow up and then they're cats. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, yeah. Of course, so are puppies, though. Seems like every time uh, our kids brought home a little puppy, oh, look at a little puppy. And then it's like. And then it turned into a dog. Yeah. Six months later, it's. Now, your dogs were all, uh, named Rocky for the most part. Did you have a. Yeah. Didn't you have a cat named Rocky yeah. as well? Yep. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, it's easy. Uh, that way we don't have to learn new names <laughs> when we get a new pet wow. around the house. <laughs> wow. Uh, Pina Colada Day today. 
good day for a little tropical drink, whether it's virgin or uh, full-blown leaded. Um, it is uh, going to be a warm one this week, so that might be a pina colada kind of a week. Teddy bear picnic day. Now, have a picnic with your favorite friends, uh, stuffed or otherwise. So you could do it with a little teddy bear or maybe just somebody who you refer to as your teddy bear. Little teddy bear. Hear ye, hear ye. Yeah. It's International Town Criers Day. Hello. So uh, it celebrates the uh, relevance of town criers throughout history. People who announce the news by using a bell and making proclamations to townspeople. Huh. All right. We don't have uh, too much of that, but I think no. it's more of a thing. In, um, more of a London yeah. and more of a British thing. Now. Don't they still do that? Don't they still go out in the square or whatever and say. I think so. Um, Prince William has had another baby. Isn't that how they do it? Right. And they're probably crying right now because Biden's over there visiting. Oh, that's right. His helicopter just landed. Yeah. Meeting with King Charles. He's going to have some tea. Some tea, crumpets and tea. Hey, on this day, 1821, the U.S. acquired Florida. Bless their little hearts. And on this day in 1913, now this one, Deb and I were born uh, this year. Highest temperature in the U.S. was recorded at 134 degrees in Death Valley, California. Wow. 1913. A hundred and 34 freaking degrees of course it's gotten close uh, to that uh, in recent days here we've been hitting 120 plus in some areas of the united states we're going to be hitting close to 100 degrees here along the wasatch front uh, and well over the degree uh, triple digits here uh, in southern utah as well it's morgan wallen song called last night simply Utah's number one country station, Z104, and a happy Monday to you. And you've thrown your last boot. Yeah, right. How about that? Uh, watch out, Morgan. And he was a little irritated. He And I don't blame him. You know, he well, kind of just... Keep, this keeps happening. Yeah. Why are we throwing stuff at people? I, I don't understand it. I can't figure out why. I, I mean, we've been we've been hearing about the fact that people throw bras and... Stuff like that. Now, I mean, unless it's got maybe some hard wire, you know, bra thing that could poke somebody's eye out if they threw it up there on stage. But uh, but it just keeps getting worse. We've heard of this um, cell phone thing where they're chucking cell phones up at uh, the artist and it hit uh, BB Rexa. And, she had to get some stitches. Kelsey yeah, Ballerini Kelsey got Ballerini. hit in the face. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and now Morgan Wallen. Yeah, at his uh, St. Louis shows. Um well, first of all, Ernest fell off the stage. <laughs> he was throwing roses into the crowd when he lost his footing, tumbled into the barricaded area. He hopped up immediately to let everyone know he was okay. Which you would kind of want to do, right? I mean, it's embarrassing enough. Even if you're in extreme pain, you're probably going, I got to hurry and jump back up just yeah, to make didn't sure. Hurt, didn't no, hurt. No, I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm good. <laughs> Morgan was the victim of a fan projectile on Friday. Somebody whipped a cowboy boot uh, that hit him in the chest. He was signing. He had kind of stopped right in the middle of his concert. And I don't know if it was really a stop, but just sort of a pause moment, you know, where sometimes the band will keep playing. And uh, he, you know, was signing some stuff. 
Which so again, you know, probably you probably kinda... hoping their boot would get signed. Yeah. Uh, but he wasn't happy about it, but he didn't go overboard. <laughs> uh, he picked it up and tossed it in the other direction. So that person did not get an autographed boot. Nope. So there you go. And uh, it was, I, I, I mean, what would you chuck up there? If you had any piece of material to chuck up there for him to sign, what would you chuck up there? I mean, probably my boot, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I know. Because that, that can hurt somebody. I mean, it can hurt somebody in the crowd. And I, I wonder if alcohol is involved. Do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Do you think that somebody thought, hey, I'll just chuck my boot from 40 feet away, hoping that he'll, it'll uh, land right in front of him and not hit him in the chest or the head. I mean, if you're if you're thinking at all, you take off your boot, you set it on the stage, or have somebody set it on the stage that's where he's near, and he might pick it up, sign it, and then hand it back or toss it, you know, whatever. Um, but but uh, if you're twenty rows back, yeah, and you're winging your boot up there, thinking that's okay, somebody's gonna get hurt. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So anyway, he's um, he's he's okay, and some artists can get really ticked and i i'm sure morgan has been enough uh through enough social media blasting over the last couple of years that i'm sure he's very careful on how he's he like, reacts I just gotta let it go uh-huh, pretty much good morning hello cool kidder you know you cool cats and kittens what are you doing we're just watching kittens it's national kitten day but i'm allergic to cats i just want kittens you've got the kittens Kittens? Kittens? Kitty! Never yell at kittens. Yes! Showtime! It is. It is National Kitten Day today. If you want to go and grab yourself a kitten, just make sure you know what you're doing. And know that it's not one of those temporary things when you take on the responsibility of a a pet in any way, shape, or form. Uh, The shelters, they don't... They... They run into this all the time where they'll, oh, somebody wanted a little kitty for their birthday and... And then it just doesn't doesn't work out and doesn't pan out and it ends up back you know in some kind of a shelter of some sort you know and so just uh, enjoy your little kitten stuff but know that they do grow up just like humans <laughs> we all we, we all a, look so cute when we're we young we had a don't cute we? little baby and now we have a teenager uh-huh. and uh, you know uh, for the most part you can't just give your kid back to a shelter. <laughs> So you got it. You're you've got them for life. All right. Um, hey, what is that one hard thing that you cannot resist on a restaurant menu? If you see it pop up, uh, what is that one thing on the restaurant menu that you just have a hard time? Like, oh man, no way. I mean, chips and salsa. Yeah. Mine's um, carrot cake. Oh, carrot! If cake. I end up seeing a carrot cake as a, des- I mean, I'll we'll go through the whole. Ma- hey, what do you got for dessert? Well, we have uh, homemade carrot cake, and I'm like, oh, and I'm stuffed full. I'll take two bites and take the rest home. But it's it, it that's one at least for me. What is that one thing that's hard to resist for you on a restaurant menu? Lee, got anything in mind? Cheese sticks. Cheese sticks. All right. I love. With the marinara dipping sauce? Oh, you know it. Or ranch? Or ranch. Either? Either. All right. Who has the best? I prefer the marinara, but 
Cheese sticks. Do you know of someone who has the best? I like Olive Garden because they're like little wafers of cheese. Oh, really? Yeah. Like they're deep fried? Uh-huh. Huh. Never tried them. So they're not really sticks. They're, they're not really sticks. They're more like a little wafer. Oh, that's cool. I'll have to give that a little shot right there. Um, and speaking of food, what about uh, what kind of a person are you when it comes to a barbecue? We, I'm sure we have not had our last barbecue as we are in full swing of barbecue season. Um, are you kind of one of those plate pilers? Are you the kind of bartender person, you know, you're serving up stuff? Are you the DJ? Hey, I'll handle the music. I got a Bluetooth speaker I, I, I brought I, with me. I'm like the grill master. At least I have been recently. Yeah. I'm the cooker. Good for you. Which um, keeps, which is kind of good because it keeps me out of the food. Except that's worse for me, though. I'm always oh, sampling. Oh, if I'm the grill master, I'm like, well, I got to try half this hot dog. I got to figure out. And I better taste this steak, and I better taste this uh, salmon. I better taste this uh, burger. I'm always, in fact, it's really bad for me when I'm cooking because by the time I did breakfast for some family uh, over the weekend, and I'm I, I'm like, wait a minute. Uh, and, and by the time it's all done, I've had three pieces of bacon. I've had two pieces of sausage. <laughs> I've, I've had two pancakes already that I've downed, and I'm like, you know what? You guys go right ahead and eat. I'm good by the time it's all said and done. So I sample too much, was the grill master. Oh, I'll have to start then. You know? I I usually don't. It's just my, uh, it, it is my little way of, you know, it's really hard to cook up all that stuff and then go, well, I, I better sample this. All right, so listen, uh, here are the 10 types of people. Someone who piles their plate until it's overflowing. Do you have that person at your barbecue? Yeah, they, but uh, I mean, I like it because it's like, oh, you like what we have to eat here today. And maybe they're just thinking, look, I'm only going to go through the line once. I don't know how much food they have. I'm just going to kind of pile this sucker on and hope that, uh, you know, I don't need to go back for seconds. Now, we talked about this a little bit last week. Someone who gets their food delivered to them without get getting up. Judy, the man. Do you get me a plate? Yeah. Because Judy knows what Bob likes. Well, sure. And doesn't like. Sure. So Judy brings it over. Judy's going to wait to get her plate till Bob has his plate. She serves the master first. Yes. Uh, someone who keeps the drinks topped off. And back up just a minute, though. We're not trying to make it sound like that's a, a bad. Some, you know what? There are really some people that love serving others. And it really doesn't bother him. It's kind of like, you know what? This is what I do. I love it. I like doing this for, for someone. It may appear like the, the man or the woman is either a diva or a, you know, a, a king jerk or whatever. Like everybody needs to wait on me. But sometimes uh, it makes the other person really feel needed. Uh, and important when they Bob do that. Bob needs then. me. I get him his plate at the barbecues. <laughs> right. You know, I don't know. Anyways, like you said, someone who keeps the drinks topped off. Uh, somebody who drops their food on the floor. Oh, gosh. Somebody that's kind of messy. Someone offering the host cooking advice. Don't you love that? You know, what I've done before is I've added a little hint of mustard to the potato salad. And it was, 
Oh, yeah. Or whatever. Um, Someone who doesn't eat anything. You know, it's like very picky. They show up, they're like... Maybe, or they're a vegetarian or vegan or they're trying to watch their weight. Yeah, it does make you wonder, doesn't it? You come to a barbecue, you got to pile it on. That's what I would think. I mean, unless you've eaten right before you got there. A meat eater who tries the vegan vegetarian options anyway. Okay, somebody who won't eat with their hands, insists on cutlery, cuts up their burger... Or their ch- their chicken drumstick. Yes. Instead of just picking it up and eating, I've got to use my fork and knife. Someone who takes over the music and the entertainment, which I love. My son okay. does that. Uh, someone who brings their own chair. There you go. I brought my favorite chair, favorite barbecue chair. We already have everything let up, signed up, let up, or, uh, set up for you. We've got chairs in the backyard. Oh, no. I'm going to pull out my University of Utah camp chair. And then that always seems to start like the fam- the barbecue revival. Oh, well, I guess I should have brought my BYU chair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome back. Time for the pledge. Hitting the phones. And who do we have on the line? Who is this? Hey, Dave and Deb. This is Jason Pino. How you doing? Hey, good, hey, man. Hey, good. What's up? Oh, just uh, getting my rocks off from West Valley this morning. <laughs> <laughs> do you do that very, do you do that every morning? Well, I've done it for the past four days, and it's been nice. Well, I bet. Nice job. Because I get my I get my rocks off all every all day, so I just <laughs> go back and forth getting my rocks off. <laughs> now, who do you work for? I work for Birmingham Trucking. All right, there you go. So you're obviously hauling rocks and dumping them and uh, and doing that routine all day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right on. Well, we appreciate dealing you. With the, I deal with the occupational hazards on the road, too. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah, uh, you, you see some weird stuff. Uh, what's the weirdest thing that you've seen? I've seen a girl driving down the freeway eating Chinese food with one hand and staring with her knee and putting on mascara <laughs> at the, the same time. You sure it wasn't, De- yes. sure it wasn't Deb? It might have been Deb. I think they were in a Jeep, yeah. yeah yes. No, I had now no that you I had no Chinese food this week at all. No. <laughs> well, that possibly could happen. But that's about the weirdest thing. I mean, that's the most unsafe thing. I mean, not the most, oh, but yeah. one of the most unsafe things to do is trying to multitask, and uh, you need to pay attention to while you're driving, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, anybody, anything else is just sort of uh, weird that you've observed? While driving around? Oh, I really can't say on the radio. All right. So it sounds to me like there's been some other stuff going on. Yeah, some, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll just go with that. All right. Uh, let's just uh, say that it had has nothing to do with the gear shift. Oh, it has to do with gear shift, yeah. <laughs> All right. Jason, we appreciate you calling in, helping us out with the pledge. Uh, Jason Pino, right? Yes, sir. All right. It's all yours, buddy. All right, this is uh, going out to everybody who gets up before the crack of dawn to make sure that all those people that don't want to work get their welfare checks. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Okay. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. God bless America. Sun coming up. 
Drunkest driver in a traffic jam Staring at the faces in a rearview mirror Looking at the promise of the promised There it is, Brooks and Dunn, and only in America, Jason Pino helping us out with the Pledge of Allegiance right before that. Thanks so much, uh, and God bless America as well. Morning, the Z. Morning. Hi, who's this? Uh, this is Keegan. Hi, Keegan. What's up? Uh, nothing much. Just wanted to say that how much I love the morning podcast with you and... Uh, Deb. Oh. oh, that's so nice of you. You're the best. Now, is that how you listen to us mainly, is that you will listen to the podcast later? Yeah, I listen I listen to the podcast later after I listen to the radio. 
Cool. Because we're so funny. You want to make sure you didn't miss out on anything, right? Exactly. <laughs> Not really, but that's <laughs> nice of you. That is so nice of you, Keegan. Hey, what are you doing this summer? Uh, right. Well, right now I'm just in my bed. Just barely woke up a few minutes ago. Man, I'm jealous. Awesome. That, that sounds so good to me right now. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite cereal? My Oh, don't even get me started. My favorite cereal is um, Fruity Loops. Fruity Loops. Fruity Loops. Fruity, fruity, fruity Fruit Loops. I love it. All right, buddy. Well, then, thanks so much for waking up to us, all right? We'll let you get off to your Fruity Loops, all right? A song called Out of That Truck here on Z104, Utah's number one country station. Thanks so much for taking us along. Carrie Underwood there on that one. I had friends that went to see Carrie down at uh, Resorts World, Las Vegas. Vegas. Said it was amazing. I'm sure. Uh, said the sound's incredible. That facility's incredible. Did you see that big sphere thing they've got? No. In Vegas? Uh, it's a, I think it was $2.3 billion sphere, and it's just huge along the skyline, and they can project anything they want to on it. And so one time there might be a big fire on it. Another time Taylor Swift might be on it. It's, it's like a, you could actually show videos or something, yeah, or is it still? Yeah, it's a video. It's a it's a spherical video screen. It's oh, incredible. Cool. No, I haven't seen. I gotta, that. I've got to go see that. The only spheres that I've seen. Oh boy, <laughs> the Golden Globes <laughs> are those little cards that they hand out on the sidewalk. Oh yes, you know while you're walking along, they're yes. flicking it on their hands. Doesn't matter if you're with your wife or anything. They're they're, they're like, yeah, hey, they don't they don't care. Hey, can I hook you up? Can I yeah, hook you up? Yeah, they don't care. And I always really uh, the way I get my wife is uh, we'll be walking down. I'll go, well, she's interested, and they're showing all these little naked lady pictures on there, and she's like, David, gosh, she's kicking me and smacking me all the way back. But no, and um, or a lot of people will just take those cards and then they chuck them on the sidewalk, and it's really good for the kids to. Uh, see those as you're walking down the sidewalk, right? Come on, kids. Let's go for a family walk down the <laughs> Las Vegas Strip. <laughs> so there's this guy in Wisconsin. He was sentenced Thursday for actually lying to the U.S. bankruptcy trustee about his replica of the General Lee. Uh, the 1969 Dodge Charger made famous in the Dukes of Hazzard. Uh, Bruce Polzinski, uh, 57 was also accused of actually hiding the 1979, a 1979 Pontiac Firebird Firebird Am, uh, which was kind of like the model used in Smokey and the Bandit 2. Now, I'm not so sure if I understand this whole thing. Is there something against hiding replicas? I don't know. You know, they uh, Judge James Peterson sentenced Polzinski to three years probation and find him a thousand dollars for hiding the cars. I, I maybe I don't understand this story fully. Uh, I don't understand why that would be a problem, unless there's obviously something. There's something obviously in the legal jargon of everything. Lying to the U.S. Oh, bankruptcy trustee. I missed that little part. Oh, that's why. Ah, the bankruptcy he trustee. Didn't, he didn't sell all of his assets. No, and now he didn't cover his assets. <laughs> so he's getting in trouble. Just a good old boy filing bankruptcy. 
Thought he could be sneaky and hide a nice pair of Robert E. Lee's Two Trans Ams Every month Sam Now he's on probation and has to pay a grand Making his way to the Hall of Shame Just calling the Duke is stupid, that's his new nickname What would you hide? What what if you were to file bankruptcy just hypothetically oh, and then man. my house? What would you? Yeah, that's true. I mean, you try to hide my house, but that's that's kind of tough to do, uh, right? I mean, they're going to go after your house. They're going to put a lien on that sucker. They're going to do whatever if you file bankruptcy. Everything is in your name. You know what? I would probably uh, hide is probably some things that don't really have a value, a dollar value on them. That's hard to put a dollar value on them. Things that we have collected, signed things, signed guitars, stuff that are hard, you know, kind of hard to put a price tag on. Oh, but they, those do have a value, though. Yeah, they, they do. Probably, you probably should hide them because they probably make you sell your Keith Urban guitar. And they'll probably go, well, it's worth 160 bucks. We'll give you well, not even yeah. that, you know? I mean, it, that would be, uh, that, that would be a tough one. Would you, what would you hide? A pair of boots? Um, what do I, what do I even have that's worth anything? Um, I mean, I have a, I have a Kenny Chesney football. I don't know. Yeah. See, yeah. Uh, yeah. I really I don't know. have anything. Well, let's hope, uh, keep our fingers crossed that we don't end up there, yes, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, so with that, we are hoping that we still continue to have listeners. Visit com for details. A man with a heart as big as his body, Luke Combs, gifting some concert tickets at a children's hospital. Young boy was surprised by a nurse and broke down in tears. His mom said, quote, thank you, Luke, for tickets, leaving Gavin speechless for the first time in a long time. Let's give it a listen. Request a lot of awesome country songs. We jam out the country music. Okay, so... I hope next Friday you don't have any plans because we would love to send you to the Luke Holmes concert. <laughs> oh. Ah, big old teddy bear doing good things. It's Luke and his latest on the Z. If your kids turn me to stone, I'd be a statue standing tall in ancient Rome. If your touch shattered me like glass. Luke Combs and love you anyway. Break my heart and rip it apart into shreds, but I still love you. Great song uh, and uh, an amazing, talented artist there. Uh, good to have you along here Monday morning. I know that it's a little tough to say happy Monday. But let's try to fake it till we make it and put those two words together. We just appreciate you taking us along. Have you ever um, take taken a look at couples? A lot of us do people watching, right? Oh, and man, it's, it's the best. Isn't it fun? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love people watching. And uh, you can do it at concerts. You can do it at the mall. You can, I mean, pretty much any sporting event, whatever it might be. You're out at the park. Uh, and it's just kind of fun to people watch. And to look at the couples... That you go now. I know. I know. This is. Uh, I've talked about this before. But what about that one guy that's about six nine, <laughs> and he's 
And he's married I to think five I foot. I know where you're going with this, David. <laughs> he's married to a, like five foot two, and you're like, huh. How does that work? Her head only comes right there to his waist. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, or, you know, the different weight sizes, the different, but there are, on the other hand, do you find that when somebody has been together for quite some time, they actually start to look similar? Have you ever seen that where couples yeah. kind of start to have some similarities? That and also sometimes you start to look like your your pets, your dogs. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Just because you're around them so much, and you, I, I are you sure it's just done? A, maybe it's just your mind. Maybe. And I mean, obviously, we look at it and go, "Okay, wait a minute. Our physical features have not changed." I'm still me. My wife is still her. You know what I mean? But maybe it's something that you start to look at and go, it's just maybe your mind playing tricks on you. This is why married couples, they start to look like one another. Now, they probably had similar features all along. According to a new Australian study, people are most attracted to people who look like them. Okay? Now, for the study... University of uh, Queensland researchers, they're the ones who kind of put this thing uh, together. They had people participate in a speed dating exercise. They found that people rated those with similar facial features to theirs as more attractive. Participants also gravitated toward those of the same ethnicity. Okay. Um. So, does that mean, uh, you know, and it doesn't always obviously happen that way. We have uh, interracial relationships all the time, okay? But uh, is it one of those things where you're like, hey, and maybe you think they look similar to you physically just because there are a lot of similarities with their personality. And it makes you wonder if you're like, okay, uh, I mean, I did not even think in a million years when I uh, first saw my wife, I was like, uh, I didn't take a look at her and go, well, she looks just like me. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know if I would have married. I want them to look different than me. Well, and I don't I don't think you guys look similar at all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's one of those you just kind of. But they say sometimes in this particular survey that maybe we're attracted to people who look like us and maybe that just means you know maybe that's not good but maybe it just means like uh skin color hair color like like even the article says ethnicity yeah we tend to like what about body types uh do you think maybe we gravitate towards someone who has kind of the same body type as us, sort I don't of. No, I don't know because I feel like there's a lot of Jack Spratt and his wife out there. You know, uh, maybe the guy's skinny and the lady's a little sturdy, or the guy's a little sturdy and the lady's a little skinny. Yeah. Do you ever judge? Oh yeah. Do you ever put on your little judgy th- hat? I mean, I. And you look at couples and you're like, "How are they together?" I know, and it's so judgy. And you sit there and you immediately judge someone who uh, you've got this uh, 65-year-old dude and he's with a uh, 30-year-old person, uh, whatever, and and you're like, it's such a gold digger. Instantly, it's a gold digger situation. You think, come on. Yeah, instantly. Uh, And 
I know some of you will disagree. I'm uh, those people who are maybe are in that kind of relationship. You'll probably uh, go to your grave saying, oh, "I I did it because he has a stellar personality, not because he has a Range Rover, a Maserati, and a house that's paid for, and a business that uh, helps us uh, travel all over the world." <laughs> hey, coming up in about twenty minutes, twenty-two minutes to be exact. We have a shot at two wristbands for all four days at Country Fan Fest. Do we do it just one time a day? No. Twice? No. Three times a lady? Yes. There we go. We have two wristbands for you. It's a Country Fan Fest winning week. It is ticket tag. However, this first round at 740, you don't need to know that because there hasn't been a previous winner. However, you will need to listen up at 740 for that winner's name to go ahead and play at 1140 and then again at 340 and so on and so forth. That's how it works. Country Fan Fest ticket tag with Country Fan Fest coming up here in just a few uh, weeks away. Uh, A lot of great artists coming out there for that four-day festival at the Deseret Peak Complex in Tooele County. We'll be right back. KB on the Z. Kelsey Ballerini. If you go down, I'm going down, too. I'm your ride or die. And uh, thank you for being our ride or die listeners, uh, at least hanging in there with us. Now, our, we were talking a minute ago about the similarities with some couples. Maybe they look for some of the same physical similarities in uh, face. Maybe they body type, maybe ethnicity, whatever it might be. And uh, and 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 to each their own. Um, do you have the same similarities when it comes to going to bed together? Do you go to bed at the same time as your partner? For the most part, I think we do, and at least in our house, I'm just saying. Now, we'll go through this little survey here in just a little bit, and we'll find out uh, where you fall and, and uh, kind of how you compare uh, when they did this survey. Uh, you? Um, <clears throat> in, my, uh, in my previous life, because of our hours... Um, no, you know, I would go to bed earlier, earlier, and then they would come to bed later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, with mine and, and this is what I think is, uh, and I, um, I bless her heart. My wife does this and I, I admire her for it because there's times that I'll be, uh, I'll clicking it off and I'm like going to bed at nine 30 or at least trying to. And she could be right in the middle of a program. She could be right in the middle of whatever it is on her iPad. And when I come in, it's like within 30 seconds, she has shut everything off. And she's, and I'm like, you don't have to wow. do I know. And honestly, and I, and I, I feel so bad because I think, my gosh, how horrible is that? That you have to sit or, you know what I'm saying? And that your significant, significant other, your spouse in this case, obviously, uh, comes in and you're like, oh, here it is, because she knows that I've done my little chill out process, and I've I've turned off uh, all electronics. I'm listening to my piano music. I'm trying to get all of the uh, lyric uh, earworms out of my head, whatever it might be. And I'm trying to, and so when I come into bed, I'm just a, you know what I'm saying. In order to fall asleep, I'm within five minutes of going okay, because. 
uh, she knows that it's kind of like, well, this isn't a good time to bring up a conversation. This isn't a good time to, you know what I mean? Play another round of Candy Crush. Yeah. Watch another episode of Grey's Anatomy. I know. and And I appreciate that so much. But it also makes me feel so guilty every night when I come into bed because I, I just think, oh, my gosh, how horrible is that to have to shut down your life? Now, she is offered. She's like, if I really wanted to, I'd go out there and in the living room and we would yeah. flip-flop and, you know. Well, according to a new study, couples who get into bed around the same time are generally happier than couples who don't. Now, it doesn't matter whether they're doing physical stuff <laughs> in bed together or not. People just like being in bed together to watch shows, talk, read, even simultaneously scroll their own phones. Yeah. Researchers found couples who go to sleep at different times reported less satisfaction in their relationships and they felt less connected to their partners overall. And uh, and I don't mean to, again, circle back. And maybe I, I the reason maybe I'm telling this little part of it, too, is that maybe other couples can relate to this. But when you do have different sleeping hours, in our particular case, uh, and yours as well, and a lot of people who get up super early and have a spouse that doesn't get up, you know, until later on, uh, you know, she has also offered can, uh, sleep in the other, I'll sleep in the other room. I'm telling you, I'll sleep in the other room. I'll sleep in the other room. She Because she swears and con- is convinced that the reason I don't sleep very well is because Maybe she tosses and turns, or maybe she got up, maybe her sugar level went low and she had to get up and take something for that, you know, and I'm like, no, I would rather get a crappy night's rest and and know that you're there in the same bed than to feel like you're having to sleep in another room because of me. I mean, is that why, or are you just a crappy sleeper? I'm just a crappy sleeper, and I try to tell her that. Even if she wasn't there. That's what I, and we've been apart before. Obviously, we've been apart. We're sleeping in different things, and I still sleep crappy. And I'm trying, you know. So anyway, but that it is what it is. And there you go. And just know that in this particular survey, if you go to bed at the same time, you're happier generally. Amen. Jelly Roll, I need a favor on the Z. Together with Morgan Wall and headlining next year's Gulf Coast Jam. Now, look at what this Jelly Roll guy has done here just in the last couple of years. Holy crap. Uh, He has a few hits out, and now he's doing one of the headlining things. How about Morgan Wallen, Jelly Roll, performing at the same festival? Now, if you want to make uh, plans, the Gulf Coast Jam, uh, you can attend in 2024. Uh, They're headlining it, but as you know, tons of other performers will be announced the closer we get. Uh, It goes down May 30th through June 2nd. In Panama City Beach, Florida. Little, yeah. Huge, huge uh, festival going on down there. And uh, we have an incredible festival right here in pretty much in our own backyard. It is Country Fan Fest, July 26th through the 29th, Deseret Peak Complex in Tooele County. And you have a chance to win two wristbands for all four days of that right now. Play Country Fan Fest ticket tag right now. 385-292-1043. Be caller Z to win two wristbands for the entire festival and see headliners Parker McCollum, Cody Johnson, and Hardy with many more. 385-292-1043.
Good morning. Who is this? This is Stephanie Bowden. Hi, Stephanie Bowden. How the heck are you this morning? I'm doing fabulous. How are you? Good. Very good. You really are doing fabulous because you are our winner. Fabulous. Yeah, that is. Hey, that's wonderful. That's a lot of F words uh, this morning. Fabulous. And you don't even know. Fantastic. And fantastic. You don't even need to know the previous winner because we're just starting Ticket Tag. So you're automatically a winner. We need your full name. Oh, you already told us. I did. Yeah. Stephanie Bowden. B-O-W-D-E-N. Correct? Correct. Stephanie Bowden. So that's the name you need to know for 1140 Ticket Tag. Now, Stephanie You've got a pair of 40 wristbands, Country Fan Fest, uh, Cody Johnson, Parker McCollum, Hardy, Ashley McBride, Scotty McCreary, Sire Brown, Holy Ian Munzik, Ernest, a whole bunch more. And you qualify to win a meet and greet with Sire Brown. All right, they're going to be playing the campground stage on Wednesday night. I love Sawyer Brown. Yeah, isn't that great? Uh, Mark Miller and the boys, fun, fun group. And you're in it to win it as far as the uh, meet and greet goes. Who are you looking forward to the most? Can you narrow it down out of all of those artists? It was actually Sawyer Brown. Oh, very cool. Perfect. Right on. <laughs> well, thanks for, yes. Thanks so much for playing along our country fan fest ticket tag winning week. Who gives away the most concert tickets on the planet, Stephanie? Z104. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Hang on. We'll grab some more information. And we are back in a minute. Don't come on in here to our little small town. Try that stuff. Jason Aldean. And a song that is simply titled, Try That uh, in a Small Town. This is not headline news. Jennifer Garner will be in Deadpool 3 as her daredevil character, Elektra. It's a thing that she and Ben Affleck did together, but she was way better at it. Also, parenting. The U.S. destroyed our last stockpile of chemical weapons. Now the most dangerous chemicals we have are located in bottles of Mountain Dew Code Red. Today is National Pizza Day in Brazil. Brazilian pizza is just like U.S. pizza, except it's in the shape of a really great butt. (laughs) And O.J. Simpson reportedly had to undergo an emergency surgery for a heart attack. It's not the first time he's been under a knife. He just wasn't holding it this time. This is not Headline News. And there you go. We've got our morning shout-outs. Coming up in about five minutes here. <laughs> wow. Yeah, right? Yeah. All right. So um, have you ever hung out with friends that you just feel like you cannot keep up with? Oh, yeah. You know? I mean. The people who have appear to have it all. Now, um, I, uh, it, it's just one of those. Some people have the money to travel. Some people choose to travel. Some others choose to do other things with their money. Maybe they like to put it into their home, whatever it might be. But there seems to be those friends that you think, my gosh, they've got it all. Or are they just in debt? Fortune magazine did this big story and a new trend where people are kind of dumping their wealthier friends because they're just too expensive to hang out with. You know, they can't afford the restaurants that you go to. They can't afford the entertainment part of it that they go to. 
uh you you know they you can't afford to hang out on their houseboat that they now look if they're paying for everything that's one thing but if you're kind of having to tag along and then pay your share it can be it can add up pretty quick somebody asked a thousand millennials and gen zers and over a third said they have at least one friend who makes them spend more than they can afford now this is (laughs) we can go to hawaii over 80 percent of those people said that they've had to use credit cards or gone into debt just trying to keep up with them. The uh, most common things uh, that well-off friends cause us to uh, overspend on include restaurant meals, which, of course, that was one of the first ones I thought of, uh, drinks at bars, vacations, elaborate celebrations for things like birthdays, clothes and spa treatments are two more big ones to go along with it. Most Americans, especially younger generations, are living paycheck to paycheck, so it adds up. Sometimes it's easier just to ghost the person than to explain the problem or ask them to tone it down. Look, I can't keep up with your what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, you and I both know uh, this particular person, and, and we don't need to say his name, but he travels all over the place, and that's what he chooses to do, and that's awesome. And I, um, I, I needed to get a little bit of uh, advice on an area that he has been to before, and so I shot him a text, and he was super nice to reply and say, hey, try this, try that, try this, try that. Uh, however, uh, when we get there to this destination, um, I'm sure we will probably find that we may not be able to keep up with <laughs> with his taste. Um, the finest lodging, the finest <laughs> restaurants, yes, the finest entertainment, yes, the finest clothing. Uh, right, right. And But I was super appreciative for him to at least say, hey, try this district, try this place for shopping, try this place for restaurants if you want to try to, uh, try this place to go and just hang out at the top of a building and look over the lights, stuff like that. So it was kind of cool uh, to be able to go that way. But I totally understand that it is, uh, it can put a little bit of a financial work. Man, even just throwing a simple party like they were saying. Like a little birthday party or get together. Yeah, I've had a I had a couple this week, and they're they can be pricey. Yeah, even just a even just a chill barbecue where people bring, you know, potluck stuff. Uh, it still is a little pricey. Yeah, lifestyles of the rich and famous, right? hosted by Deb Turpin. Yes. Morning shout-outs with Dave and Deb, Z104. All right, here we go with uh, the ones that we have collected. Over the weekend, there are a couple of them here. I uh, hung out at Strong VW on Friday afternoon. Uh, big shout out to Kelly. Uh, she ended up getting into a, a Volkswagen Atlas. Super happy. Saw uh, Matt Hansen. She couldn't say enough about how well he treated her, how he was a straight shooter. And of course, Matt listens to us as well here at the radio station. Thank you so much, Kelly, going in, getting the Dave deal on that one. Uh, we also had a guy stop by by the name of Tarl. And I said, now say that again, Tarl. And he goes, it's like Carl with a T. So nice. I, it is Tarl. Uh, so thanks for swinging by. And then also Todd and Keaton uh, AC or Assay, uh, they were uh, a couple of guys that I met um, up there in the Heeb over the weekend. And a big shout out to all y'all uh, for tuning into the radio station. Thank you. Um, let's see. We have some birthday shout outs. Um, Clara Hansen, happy birthday. 
Happy birthday to Jamie Potter, Shauna Smith, Steve Sylvester, Chris Allred, Genevieve Hobb, Leah Thane, Trevor Bass, Carly Santiago, Heather Michelle, Megan Rodham, um, and Kip Cabanis. Anybody else having a birthday today? Happy, happy birthday. You are? Can you can you pull it off? Oh, yeah, I'll try. It's, <laughs> put not, that it's little, not pretty. Put that little cough drop in the little cheek, yeah. and here we go. You've had a birthday, listener, dear. Happy days will come to you all year. If I had a wish, said it would be. Happy, happy birthday to you from me. Visit VWSouthTown.com for details. This portion of the show brought to you by Birds That Chirp at 4 a.m. You can't catch your worm unless you're an early bird, too. I wish I would have met you anywhere but where I did. Some old high-rise town that I won't ever go again. Some people having to Yee-haw! head to some surrounding state. <laughs> wow. You can't talk, but you can belt out a yee-haw. No, maybe I should uh, do that instead. Jeez, there you go. Maybe that's, maybe that's all you needed to. Uh, but anybody, uh, yeah, so some people need to hit uh, Morgan Wallen in some uh, surrounding states from Utah and and um, do what you have to do to try to catch that little feller coming through in your neck of the woods. It's a hot one uh, wherever you go. You don't even have to go to Arizona for that. Current Death Valley temperature, 297 degrees. Some like it's hot, hot Oh my God, it's so hot. That's hot. 37 million Americans are on alert for dangerous heat. From the uh, southwest to the parts of Florida, extreme heat uh, is expected. Death Valley, as you heard right there, California will heat up to 125 by Sunday. Unbelievable. (laughs) Now, if you move to a place called Death Valley, uh, it's on you, right? At least a town in East Arizona uh, went uh, with snowflake. Uh, so there you go. What are some of those places that you've been that are just unbelievable? The only place that I've really experienced that, and that was in Arizona. And I remember this specifically. Um, I was doing some filming at the time, and I, I've told this story before, but it was in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I, uh, it was 110 degrees at kickoff at seven o'clock at night. Jeez, we were. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, we were in Mesquite, and it was 113 that day. And I was driving around trying to find a doctor because um, Wyatt had some kind of a eye thing going on. So I was driving around in the black Tahoe in 113 degree heat oh. on a Saturday, trying to find a doctor, trying yeah. to get him treated so we could. Stay on our little vacation, and he'd be comfortable. But 113—that is crazy hot. I can't yeah. imagine 125 or whatever it's supposed to be. Right. I mean, and when it, it, it to me, I'm thinking just hot is hot, right? It just seems like when it gets around that 110 degree mark, my gosh. Now, granted, I've never stepped out in 125, like you said. I've never really felt the difference between that kind of. I've felt the difference in cold, and when it gets cold, it's just cold. Like, I've stepped out in 40 below in North Dakota before, 
and I've had my literally had my nose uh, hairs freeze in, in about sixty seconds. It was so weird, you know. I mean, it's cold as cold as cold and hot as hot, and I'm telling you, it seems like when you get to those extreme temperatures, it's all the same. And it's time to maybe cool off with a pina colada with all of this hot heat. Today is National Pina Colada Day. If you like pina coladas, getting caught in the rain. If you're not into yoga, if you have half a brain. If you like making love at midnight. Now this is always such a, that was such an interesting song. Because basically, it's like, hey, I'm going to post a little thing on the uh, newspaper. and uh, I never knew you liked all the same stuff I liked. Yeah. Until I guess we, we never talked. <laughs> until we ended up meeting at a bar or a restaurant. Uh, and, and oh, there you are. Look at that. There you are, my friend. I had no idea. Hey, Elton John did his thing for the last time. Man, uh, I, watched, um, I watched the Wham! documentary yesterday and the little piece where george michael came out and did don't let the sun go down on me with him uh-huh incredible i've never seen elton john live which i i haven't either i, I guess i'm maybe a bucket list sol now kind of this is his last show unless he does one of these pulls of george Strait or something else you know where he might do a residency somewhere um Touring is over for the Rocket Man himself, Elton John, performing his final farewell Yellow Brick Road concert in Stockton on Saturday night. Chris Martin and Coldplay beamed in uh, on the big screen to thank Elton John for all that he has done and their packed Sweden concert. Can you see us, Mr. Elton? I can see you, Chris. I'm going to stop that right there since it's digitizing on us here. Uh, uh, some Instagram stats of the tour, the Farewell Yellow Brick Road tour. 330 shows, 6.2 million fans, more than 32 million notes played, two marriage proposals <laughs> during the tour, uh, 16 Gucci suits were worn, and uh, used up 990 drumsticks. Crazy, right? This is we, also. We just love you so much. We're so grateful for everything you've done for us, everything you've done for the AIDS Foundation, every time you've been kind to anybody, everything you've done for LGBTQ, everything you've done for fashion and eyewear, everything you've done for fashion and eyewear. He's done it all. This is also the highest grossing tour of all time, raking in $887 million. But Taylor Swift's Era's tour, it's actually going to beat that. Uh, wow. On top of that, right? So, unbelievable, uh, Sir Elton John uh, doing his thing and uh, for the final time. And this is the last song, of course, that he played uh, was Goodbye Yellow Brick Road on his final U.S. show. Farewell. When are you going to come down? When are you going to lie? There we go. As of note here, we uh, don't have the um, quality audio from, of course, the Sweden show, but uh, this came from the Dodger Stadium November 20th, 2022. Uh, Elton ended the, ends the song 
Uh, he unzips his jacket and shows this bejeweled Elton John workout jacket. And it goes on for the whole thing here, so I'm going to just get to the very end. A little bit of trivia to go along with it from the final tour. Guitarist Davey Johnstone, drummer Nigel Olson, and percussionist Ray Cooper were on the original album 50 years wow, ago. Wow, that is crazy. It is a big accomplishment for you. Dump It or Dig It coming up after the break. Brought to you by Baku Bikes. Hey, how about a new song from Diamond Rio? Hey, what? I'll tell you about it. They've got a couple of new band members, and they've got a new single out. Very cool. Somebody's going to win tickets to see uh, Riley Green up at Sam's Club. He's doing a show up there on Wednesday night. We've got uh, VIP tickets, Sam's Club membership, and a $25 gift card to Sam's Club. now for Dave and Dab's Dump It or Dig It. All right, Diamond Rio up for vote this morning. Dump It or Dig It brought to you by Baku E-Bikes and Scooters. So um, they formed in 1989. Diamond Rio consisted of Marty Rowe, lead vocals, uh, Jimmy Olander on the guitar and banjo, Dana Williams, uh, bass and vocals, Dan Truman on piano, Brian Prout drums, Gene Johnson on mandolin and vocals. Uh, after a 33-year journey... The band bid farewell to retiring members Brian Prout, the drummer, and Gene Johnson uh, on mandolin. They welcomed in new bandmates. Um, uh, let's see, McKee, uh, Micah McKee, uh, unbelievable music, musician, brings renewed energy. Um, and then uh, Schweinsberg um, is the girl, and she is the new drummer for Diamond Rio. And they have a new song out. It's called The Kick. And we want to know. Now, it might be instrumental. I'm thinking it might be an instrumental, but we'll see what it sounds like. Um, that's okay. I mean, yeah. that's all right if it is. Uh, we um, That way you wouldn't be tempted to sing. No, I wouldn't. You know, that way it works yeah. out that way. All right. Favorite Diamond Rio songs. I've got my top three right now in order. And, I'll, and then I'll okay. tell you what mine are. Um, I'm going to say Meet in the Middle. Okay. Beautiful Mess. In this, in that particular order, I and, mean, are you? And uh, no, Norma Jean Riley. Okay. What about you? I'm going to probably go love a little stronger at number three. Okay. Uh, meet in the middle at number two, and one more day. Oh, one more day. One more day at number one. All but right. Here you go. Let us know what you think about it. That same number to text. Did you tell a prize? I can't remember. Um, we're going to give somebody a pair of VIP tickets for Riley Green. As part of the Sam's Club Summer Fun Concert up in Layton on Wednesday night at Sam's Club. A pair of VIP tickets, Sam's Club membership, and a $25 gift card to Sam's Club. And that's to a random texter. texter at 385-292-1043 is our number. And then... Uh, you can also text uh, or call that same number right here to the studio and let us know what you think about our Monday edition of Dump It or Dig It, Diamond Rio.
There it is. <laughs> what do you think about it? Hey, All right. I, think about it this way. I could uh, use it for an instrumental bed down the road on uh, stuff. You so totally how about could. That, right? Diamond Rio, the song is called The Kick, as you probably found out, uh, like we did. That is an instrumental. Showcasing their new uh, mandolin player and their new drummer uh, as two of their members retired. Now, that's Country Sun. Dig it from Drake. Uh, Lynn, Lynn McElprang says no dump it. Interesting, but I dig it. Uh, dig it, no thanks, no words, no like. Uh, <laughs> did they crush it? Yes. Mixed feelings about this one, not sure, but I'll dump it. Dwayne Sartori says, uh, dig it. I love an, uh, Somebody says, I love an instrumental. Uh, I normally am not one for just instrumentals, but I dig that one. Uh, dump it, it sounds like a mosh pit of songs you use for contests. Um, I love that fiddle, some good old country music. Uh, Terry Chase, what the hell is this? Not for me, dump it. Sounds like it belongs in a play. Dump it, uh, not good at all, Carolyn Sorrells. Uh, dump it, boring, felt like I was watching Toy Story. I love Diamond Rio and dig it, but for a second I was like, WTF. Uh, fun and upbeat, I like it. Uh, not that into music only, but I'll dig it. Uh, soft dig, the musicians are undeniably talented, but it's a little boring for Radio Julie Blake. Dump this horrible I need vocals, Summer Andreason. I mean, you could throw it into a bluegrass category a little bit right there, couldn't yeah. you? You know? Uh, dump it. Uh, dump it, Dylan Goodwin. I love anything Diamond Rio. Great instrumental. Uh, I like songs with words. Dump it. Uh, dig it. It has a bluegrass feel to it. Laura Facer says, yeah, dig it. These instrumentals are going crazy. Dig it. Uh, Noel G at Car Concepts says, dump it. Your girl needs lyrics to fully connect to a song. I agree. There you go. I, I have to have lyrics. It uh, is a little tough. Uh, Morning the Z, uh, what's your vote? Oh, my God. What did you go out in the garbage can, pick up some garbage? My God, it sounded like tin can, cans and everything. That was the worst. Of all, you know, of all the years I've known you guys, that is the worst song ever. You don't even call it that song. It's just a lot of garbage. All right. Thanks, well, Bonnie. Throw it in a burn and burn Mor- Morning, Bonnie. Happy yeah. Monday to you. How are you doing? Good morning. Good yeah. morning. All right. There you go. Uh, she uh, obviously cut right to the chase. Cut yes, to the she chase. did. Yeah, let us know. Uh, Brooklyn Goodwin says, dump it. wasn't bad. I dig it from Destiny. Uh, dump it. What is this? Chelsea Leatherow says, I dig it. Ash Nichols, no thank you. Appreciate the artwork, uh, Ray Beagley, Peter Scow. Some interesting sounds all over the place, but I'm okay with it. Dig it. Uh, dump it. I thought something was wrong with the station. I always wondered what happened to them. Glad they're back. Dig the song even without words. Not sure why I'm trying to find a musical bed for Dump It or Dig It. I can just use this just one again. Use, yeah, just use the song. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm going to say, what am I going to say? 3070? Yeah. 37. Not even 50 50. Not even. Not even. All right. Yeah. All right. There it is. Uh, thanks for voting, uh, chiming in on it. It is our Dump It or Dig It. It was Diamond Rio, The Kick, and yeah, it did uh, have an instrumental. Um, it was an instrumental all the way through. Now, if you want to showcase some new um, members of the band, great way to do it. You know? New drummer, mandolin, new mandolin player. Yeah, there you go. We'll go ahead and roll this up a little bit when the music stops. Then Deb will stop scrolling and uh, find us a random winner in our Dump It or Dig It this morning to go and check out Riley Green coming up in two days. Uh, Casey Haymond. Casey Haymond, you are our winner. You've got uh, two VIP tickets for Riley Green. 
a Sam's Club membership and a $25 gift card to Sam's Club all for Wednesday night up there on Hillfield Road in Layton at Sam's Club. Uh, now, it's an all-day festival, so come up and enjoy the festival uh, with food trucks and fun and games and stuff, and then Riley will take the stage uh, at 7.30. The festival part, you don't need a ticket. Just come up and uh, join us and hang out for that. But Casey Heyman is our winner. We'll have another Dump It or Dig It tomorrow morning, 8.20, right here on Z104. Dump It or Dig It, as always, brought to you by Baku Bikes, the industry leaders in elite fat tire electric bikes and scooters. Hey, this is the last day. This is it. Today, uh, you get that free battery. That is over a $1,000 value. You get the free battery. Double your distance when you go with Baku e-bikes and uh, scooters. Now, uh, anything. Uh, it'll, they'll take you. It'll climb higher and explore more. Grab yours today. Double your distance. Biggest battery available on the market. You'll absolutely love Baku e-bikes and scooters for the whole family. Baku.com. B-A-K-C-O-U.com. Put your uh, right arm up and uh, your left arm on the Bible and uh, swear religiously that you will use the thumbs up emoji in the future to go ahead and have it be legally binding. Can you believe that? I did not know that, but you can do that. Well, a judge has ruled it. Uh, It all stemmed from a disagreement between a farmer in Saskatchewan and a company that was trying to buy grain back in 2021, a buyer for the company sent a mass text to a bunch of farmers trying to buy around 100 tons of the grain. You know, Regina's in Saskatchewan. Yes, I did. Uh, just wanted to let you know that you, Regina's a great town. They're open to anything. Oh. A farmer named Chris Archer, uh, a- actor, 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 A-C-H-T-E-R, called him back, and they uh, talked it through. Then the uh, buyer texted Chris a message to please confirm the contract. Well, Chris texted back a thumbs up, but he claims he hadn't even read the contract yet. He was just trying to let the guy know that he'd received his text. Now, the deal fell through when Chris didn't deliver the grain when he was supposed to, so the company sued him. Chris's lawyer argued emojis can mean different things, so it shouldn't be legally binding, but the judge called it a non-traditional and valid signature. Wow. So now Chris has to pay over $61,000 in damages plus interest. How about that? Wow. Interesting. Um, be careful, I guess, how you use your emojis. Now, it is nice, though. Texting, emails uh, have actually, in if, if there's anything good that has come out of some of this stuff, and I know that there's good and bad to everything with technology, but if there is anything that's good that's come out of these things, and that is a paper trail where you can go back and say, uh, yeah, I did. Yeah, I sent it right here. I mean, it's right here. You can, you know, whether it's with a coworker, whether it's with a boss, whether it's with some kind of an agreement that you made, and, uh, you know, you it's all right there now in text messages and uh, emails and other things that you can just instantly pull up and show um, you know, that y'all agreed to something. Now, there are some <clears throat> cases where you're like, maybe you don't have a signed contract, but um, a thread of an email or a text might be binding to show that you actually agreed to something. And uh, uh, so you got to be careful. Rock stars. 
who actually went broke. Now, we know that Willie Nelson, and, and we say rock stars, but you know what I mean, uh, just artists that have um, gone broke. Willie Nelson, the IRS, told him in 1990 that he owed $32 million in back taxes. Uh, he was able to square up by 1993, though. I'm pretty sure I could burn through a lot of money pretty easily. I mean, it sounds like a lot, but I'm pretty sure I could burn through it. Yeah. No, I know. And I remember seeing that ranch that Willie Nelson had in, uh, what was it, Thistle Canyon or what? Uh, you know what I'm saying? They're on the way there past Bird's Eye and uh, some other, you know, uh, what is that? Highway 6? What is that? What am I thinking of? That thing that goes off a of Spanish Fork. My gosh, I lived in San Pete County forever. Highway. and I can't. It is Highway Is it Highway 6? Six? Six? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and they, you know, he had that one. You could, it used to, in fact, I think it might still be there. The little, uh, the post, and they say WN right on it over the, the post and the ranch that he had there for a while right here in Utah. Well, uh, Mick Fleetwood claims he's been bankrupt about seven times. He said, I'm like Donald Trump. Mick claims he <laughs> snorted 60 million dollars worth of cocaine over the course of his career and once sunk his fortune into an australian farm wow meatloaf uh and uh, sold over 40 million copies a bat out of hell but six years after its release declared bankruptcy Uh, man i i guess it can go just as easy as it comes to you know i'm sure i could i'm sure i could do it uh ted nugent declared bankruptcy in 1980 following a string of bad investments, including a mink farm, a herd of Clydesdales, and a failed hotel in Flint, Michigan. (laughs) Cindy Loppers went broke before she got famous. She was uh, in a group called Blue Angel and was eventually sued by their manager. She finally climbed out of the hole when her debut album, uh, She's So Unusual, became a hit. Courtney Love, by her own estimate, she's lost $500 million to shifty lawyers, managers, and banks over the years. Yeah. And she's been dead broke several times. And it's, again, this can happen in no fault of yours either. You know, sometimes you can just get bad people and bad management. screwed over. Billy Joel hired his own brother-in-law to handle his affairs and got screwed. The uh, guy stole millions from him while also taking out loans and making risky investments in his name. Wow. Man, crazy. Uh, John Oates from Holland Oates, uh, he found out he was broke in 1987, freely admits he just lived above his means. <laughs> At the time, he claimed that the $50 in his wallet was his only liquid asset. Wow. Crazy, right? <laughs> we sometimes think, oh, they've got it made for life, you know? When uh, you can still sink. You know what's kind of crazy to me is somebody that had one or two hits and they have this huge farm in Nashville Mm -hmm. or, you know, one or two hits from the 90s. And it's like, you know, I'm not going to name any names. No, I know, but how does that... I mean, maybe I will. Maybe somebody like, well, I don't know what, I don't know. Anyway, I was going to say maybe like Doug Stone or... You know, and they've got these huge, I mean, it's so crazy what money you can make off just a few hit songs. I know. It is. It's weird to think. And is it residual income? Are they really getting that residual income? You can make initially some stuff to maybe buy a ranch, build a house, you know, buy some vehicles, stuff like that. But then maybe the the, uh, song rights down the road give enough of a residual check to kind of 
hang in there. I don't know. Or it's kind of a see, weird business. You see maybe somebody that was on Eight is Enough, you know, a TV yeah. show, and they're like living lifestyles of the rich and famous from yeah. from a 40-year-old TV show. And it's like, wow. There's, I mean, there's so much money to be had. And where, maybe they were smart. Where is it? I know, right? Maybe they were smart. Maybe yeah. they threw... Threw some in investments and it grew and uh, you know good on them. Eight forty five and they we're checking Apple. It was that they bought into Apple. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, if only we'd know right. about Apple stock. Yeah, or Starlink satellites. Something. Yes. It's Parmalee on the Z. Morning, just about nine o'clock. Social media. Good thing, bad thing. However you look at it, sometimes we can get caught up in it. Sometimes it can cause issues. Sometimes it can be positive. Now, the 10 most common social media sins that we commit online. According to the New York Post, uh, arguing with random people. That was the number one answer. 38% of us have done it. Three thousand. Get on there and argue about it. Yeah. And, some man, some people thrive off that stuff, though. Like some people just will, they'll like argue just to argue. I think I'll sit down, see what's going on on the Insta or the Facebook, and get in a, and fight, t- get in a fight with somebody yeah, about it. Right. 3,000 people were polled in this particular uh, social media uh, thing here. Posting something when you were angry and then regretting it. Okay. Now, these are the going from the uh, top to the bottom here, the highest percentage of things that we do. Uh, to the things that are eh, so-so here by the time we hit uh, number 10. so Sending sexually provocative messages okay. on social media. 23% of us have done that. These are some of the uh, social media sins that we commit. Um, and then posting something that you regretted while drunk, 22%. That seems low to me. Yeah. Uh, leaving mean or abusive comments on someone's post. That seems slow. 22%. I, I would say that would be... Flipped around, you know? I would think that would be more like the 80% mark. Posting a photo or video of someone without their permission, 20%. Sexting someone images, 20% of us say we've done that. One in five of us have done that. I've I've tried to make sure that... my wife knows about that ahead of time. Have you? (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I I haven't done that. Nobody wants to see that. I want to try to stay married, and if I started doing that, then she'd be like, hmm, that's not how I remember it. <laughs> Posting revealing images or videos of yourself, okay, 19%. Ar- arguing with a celebrity on social media, 19% of us claim we've done that. Well, and, I'll show Kim Kardashian. Right? I'll and is show that, her. Yeah, boy, is that really going to hurt yeah. them, right? They've got... 10 she million. doesn't know what she's talking about. They got 20 million. They got 50 million. They got 243 million. You know, they've got so many followers that they are set for life financially just off of their socials. And your one little post is not even going to make it to them. You know? I just think, my gosh, uh, I don't know how. I've noticed that some country artists, for instance, they will notice another country artist making a post and they might comment on it like that. But really, man, for the most part, I think a lot of social accounts are really managed by other people. I, I, I'm just guessing, but I don't know if Kane Brown or Keith Urban has, has the time to sit down and scroll through 
you know, 2,468 likes or comments on, on a particular yeah. subject. And you maybe know? it's a mixture. Maybe, pretty sure Blake Shelton does his own. Yeah. Um, at least part of his own. Yeah. Because they're so redneck. Speaking of that, we actually will get to the a little uh, thing that Blake Shelton and Kane Brown had put together. Uh, and how Blake feels like he's really helping Kane Brown out. Catfishing people or pretending to be someone else. Oh, man. 17%. I look so much better online. Yeah. Do you, you know, I know you don't watch 90 Day Fiance. I don't. Uh, before the 90 Days, there's a guy named Ty Ray. He's been in a four-year relationship with a girl. Well, come to find out, Carmela is a guy named Christian... And he's just totaled, like he said, well, that's not the kind of girl I want to be with. Well, well it's a, yeah, because it's a it's guy. A guy. Anyway, he's just, oh, and it's heartbreaking. This Tyree guy is the nicest, <laughs> sweetest guy, and he's been sending money. Oh, he's, man. He's got pictures, and he wants to get married, and it's a guy that's just been catfishing him. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, there you go. Social media sins. Speaking of sins, how about we do the top eight things that annoy Satan? Oh, heck yeah. I had a Hell talk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know, it. right? Hell yeah. Well, I, I uh, had a visit with Satan, and so I was able to get this list compiled. Okay. Uh, he was a, he actually gave me way more information than I wanted to. A lot of different language involved, too. Uh, but I had to kind of filter through it. The top eight things that annoy Satan, the fact that there aren't flames hot enough to properly torture the an, an insufferable guy who popularized the phrase, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. You know, uh, He can't wear skinny jeans without a tail bulge. That's always a problem with your Satan. When the screams of the damned drown out the beautiful melodies of Nickelback's greatest hits. Now, they have a lot of fans. I we know. We just had them here. I know. And that place was jumping. I know. It's still fun to make fun of them. I don't know, but they are. They're killing it, and they killed it here, too. Uh, top things that annoy Satan. Every time he goes down to Georgia, he gets challenged to a fiddle contest. Uh, hell never once getting a positive Yelp review. I can never. see. Yeah. Never. I can see how that would uh, be irritating. When the Starbucks barista sp- misspells Lucifer... On his drink. Uh, speaking of the Kardashians, so many Kardashians to sign, so little time. And uh, the uh, top thing here that uh, Satan annoys Satan, Ikea furniture assembly instructions. Yep, even he loses it as well. Y'all going to hell. Curtis and Jenny are living in a boring and sad house. You see, they've been watching a lot of HGTV, and their current house looks pretty much like every before image on the shows. Cluttered, unkept, outdated and hideous colors, poor lighting, and no man cave. Curtis and Jenny feel inadequate and pathetic. But now, thanks to their TV remote control, they don't have to watch HGTV. In fact, they don't have to move, deal with rising interest rates, or come to terms with their feeble existence. TV remotes, your parents. Pathway to guilt-free mediocrity. Luke Combs, fast car. Making Tracy Chapman uh, half a million dollars richer and counting. Good for her. Yeah, really? Did you, when that first, uh, when her version came out, did you, I thought it was a guy. Yeah, I did too. Um, Yeah, I did too. And I thought he had like a falsetto type of a... Such a deep, smooth voice. Uh Uh-huh. 
Yep, I did too. And for uh, it, it was it was weird, you know. And but she said she's um, happy to be on the country charts with her song, and uh, I'm sure that uh, five hundred thousand dollars so far, yeah, uh, doesn't hurt. She kind of looked like a guy too. Yeah, she. I think she has longer hair now. Does she, she had short hair back in the day, yeah. but I think I saw a more recent picture, and she has. Is she lesbian? Uh, I I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just messing. Nothing about there's anything wrong with that. I just thought right? maybe, maybe she was driving around in a fast Subaru. It says. And uh, she was talking about, she might come out with a different version. It's In let's my see. fast Subaru with a couple of kayaks <laughs> on top and my dog in the back. <laughs> with a chain in my pocket holding my wallet. Baby, I've got a Luke Combs t-shirt on. Who knows? Um, if you walked into any kind of a... Do you like being greeted at a store? Um, it's fine to say hi. I don't, I don't want... I mean, I, you know, if they just say hi, but uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. I, uh, I've noticed this. Now, we all know the Walmart greeters. Yeah. You know, you walk in, that's that's what they're known for. They're there, they've got a jacket on. Now, not everybody has them. I've walked into several different Walmarts, and they just, uh, I don't know if they've they done away the, with it. the blue vest? No, they just don't have a greeter. Oh, the greeter's not even there. They're, no. And well, I don't know if Walmart is just sort of like, well. Cutting back. Just cut back. Just consider yourself greeted. Maybe... Maybe they should just put a cardboard cutout with a little recording there. You know, welcome to Walmart. But the there are some restaurants that you walk in. Have you have you walked into like say for instance a uh, sometimes a Cafe Rio or Costa Vida, and they'll kind of holler across the restaurant. You know, you walk in and they'll go, "Welcome to," you know. And I guess they make you want they want to make everybody feel like, "Hey, we recognized." The fact that you walked in. You are spending money with us today. Yeah. And they well, take the time out to do it. Um, basically, shoppers hate employees hovering around them unless we need something. And then we immediately become frustrated. I do this. This is how I yeah. don't talk to me or anything. But then uh, I was looking for a part the other day in Home Depot. And I'm like, I swear, where is everybody? But. But usually there's a plethora of people yeah. ready to help. But you I, didn't look for the orange apron? I, I was looking for an orange apron. I did not find one. Now, the, it, But eventually I did. Okay. But it's, this is so true because I'm walking in. Hi, what are you looking for? Oh, I'm just looking around, you know. Yeah. But then you're like, ah, oh, I'm, because I'm, I, I will be the last. I'll do whatever it takes not to have to ask somebody where something is. But uh, when I'm desperate... Don't ask them. Then you know... If, if I'm asking somebody where something is, you know I'm desperate. Why Why is that? Is it, is it an independent know. thing? Is it a it is it self-reliant I, I type guess. thing, uh, maybe? I'll find it myself. Like I can or, do it. I'm a woman. I know where the toilet seats no, are. I don't, I don't think it's like that. I think it's like, I can find it. I don't, you know, I don't need to bother any... I, I'll find it. But what if you're looking for like a sprinkler sometimes, head part and you're sometimes like. Sometimes I think it might be quicker than somebody trying to figure out oh, you think? what I need and where I need it. And uh, sometimes I just think it might be quicker. Okay. 
Uh, and on the other hand, I you can get the person that is trying to be very helpful, but they can sometimes be overly helpful. And yes. They, you know what I mean? So Yes. And and then you're kind of like, hey, I'm good. Thanks. Well, are you sure you don't know? What about this? What about the grout? What about, did you, uh, do you, and need, I, do you need ice? Do you need some stamps? <laughs> and they, they're trying to be helpful and they're trying to remind you. And, and yeah, you know, when you talk about that, like at a grocery store, they're trying to remind you about all of the different things that you uh, might have forgotten, which in some cases can be helpful. Now they say that, uh, out of the 8,000 people, uh, if they wanted to be greeted and asked what they were, they're looking for when they enter a store. So. Only 8% of us like that. 92% say we don't want to be greeted and asked what we're looking for wow. in the store. That's a pretty low percentage. 8%, 40% of the people say that it really doesn't matter to them either way. 52% said that they don't like it. And some say it even makes them feel very uncomfortable. Now, it seems like most people just want employees to be available and helpful in the chance that they do have questions, which seems easy enough. Yeah, until you remember how wildly yes. impatient everybody is. Yep. And then it becomes a fine line between being available, being productive, and not hovering or imposing too much. Oh, because you've got the plumbing aisle, and there's a line. Yes. Uh, the plumbing or irrigation, there's a line. Especially like, this time of year. And you, you want to butt in and go, I just need this little tiny, tiny. Uh-huh. I just, I, That's uh, it. Uh, and you can't. Yeah. You have to wait your turn. It is. It's crazy. I just need this little teeny tiny part. And, and no. can I just blame Rona on a lot of stuff? I also think that Rona did away with some great face to face customer service. I, I just think that there was a, a lot of businesses just backed off. And I think they've kept it that way. We used to have kind of a greeter thing here, make you feel welcome, make you yada 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 yada, and then you know I think they backed way off, and then they're like, you know what? Maybe we don't need it. Maybe we just kind of hang here for a little bit. And people uh, don't want let... any interpersonal activity anymore. Yeah, it is. It is a little bit strange. So there is that side of it as well. All right, coming up here, we got battle of the sexes towards the bottom of the hour. Hey, we're going to find out our our uh, AM radios going. By the wayside, do we even have AM radios in cars? Back and forth debate right now. Anymore. And then we're going to give you a a couple of uh, food hacks, 10 food hacks that actually are not dumb. And uh, that's good. We're going to do something that is not dumb. Right. For for once on this show, we're finally going to do something for once that's not dumb. You, me, and whiskey and pizza. How do you uh, mathematically cook one 18-inch pizza uh, that has more than two 12-inch pies? Do you figure out a formula when you're cooking? If there's if you're cooking more than one thing in a in an oven, you mean heat-wise, time-wise? Yeah, right. I just hope because it does take it a little bit longer, right? I just. Put it in and hope it's about the same and kind of watch it. Right. And then you kind of see yeah. and put it back in. You see yeah. and put it back in. Yeah. Kind of done that as well. Um, so if you have spent a little bit of time on social media over the past decade, of course, you've seen a ton of supposed food hacks. 
Many of them don't actually work. But the ones that do are uh, usually kind of lame. So like uh, bake cookies in your car on a hot day. Never tried it. Really didn't I, have the desire I mean, to. I've, yeah, I've seen pictures of it on social media. And I am I would. I don't know if it would work because, yeah. I mean, what's it going to be inside your car? 250 degrees. Maybe it will work. No, not. Hey. Not, not going to be that hot. Yeah. And by the way, can you remind me after we do this? I've got the little formula again for the temperature oh, for the, inside your car. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, so, anyway, but basically every hack involving eggs, uh, infused vodka with grilled cheese, you know, stuff like that, all over the place. There's a website that has collected the best food hacks, the ones they claim are actually worth it, and here's what they include. Coming in at number 10... Putting a koozie on your ice cream pint. Okay, this kind of makes sense. Uh-huh. How about that? So you can keep your... Now, that little uh, Ben and Jerry's, you could squeeze that into a Z104 koozie. Maybe. maybe. It'd be of, a tight fit. They're kind of on a slant, and they're a little bit bigger, but maybe. But it's kind of like uh, when I try to fit into my jeans. Yes. You know, I'm like a pint of Ben and Jerry's trying to fit into a Z104 koozie. Ten pounds of sugar in a five-pound sack. (laughs) Uh, So you can keep your hand warm, again, so you don't have to, and the ice cream to stay cold. So try a koozie on your ice cream. Steaming your vegetables while cooking pasta noodles. Uh, by placing a cookie cooling rack over over your pot. Oh, I see. You know, a boiling spaghetti. Yeah. So you're boiling your spaghetti, uh, adding veggies on top of it, then uh, laying the lid over the top so they'll actually steam over the pasta as well, which is kind of a good idea. Um, using the bottom of a wine, of, of a bottle of wine, if it has a deep indented center as a press to make homemade ravioli. Okay. Okay, so you take the bottle... So you've got your pasta laid out for your homemade... I mean, who's going to go to that much trouble to make your own homemade ravioli? I mean... You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. But I guess you could take that indentation on the bottle of wine and then... And then it kind of forms that little cup of uh, goodness in your ravioli. Uh, Using a ramen packet for popcorn seasoning. Have you tried that? I have not, but it sounds kind of good. Kind of like a chicken noodle. Have you done it? Uh Uh-uh. I haven't either. No. Just mix the powder with some melted butter and maybe some chili powder a little bit. Might go a long ways for it. Um, and then it, there's so many more of, like I, for instance, okay, we'll get to the pizza one here in just a second. If you don't have a cake dome, use a Tupperware container upside down. Okay? Follow me? Cake dome for easy to eat s'mores. Try making them in uh, ice cream cones. Um, which that's brilliant. You know how good that would be in a waffle cone to try to do, uh, to do some more chocolate and marshmallow stuff like that, making them in ice cream cones. How easy would that be? Mixing a few cereals together for a variety and to just regulate sweetness levels. Maybe you're trying to choke down some grape nuts that you might want to sprinkle over, uh, frosted flakes. (laughs) The, The, you kind of, does one counter uh, it cancel the other if you do no 
If you no. do grape nuts no. over frosted flakes. No, it's gravel and frosted flakes. Yeah. Um, for let's see if you don't uh use or let's see, um mathematically. Here's the one that we were talking about. One eighteen inch pizza has more pizza than two twelve inch pies. See, that's why I don't get math. To me, that just seems just one big large eighteen inch pizza actually has more pizza because of I don't know. Maybe the two 12-inch. Uh, you'd think that there's two 12-inch pizzas. You would immediately think, well, that's 24 that's inches. Tw- that's 24 inches of pizza. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. And then eating a hard taco over a soft tortilla shell. Okay. Now, we, I have seen that one. We have seen that one. And have yeah. you seen that little taco funnel? Yes. <laughs> Where you eat a hard shell taco yes. over a funnel, and then it funnels back down onto a di- into another taco shell. And? How about this one? Using a baby monitor to keep an eye on the temperature of a smoker so you don't have to keep going in and out of the house. Oh, my gosh. That's a brilliant uh, idea. You know, nowadays, they just they, they show they up on the, your phone. Right. But uh, you can, if you have the, like, the one I have doesn't show up on my phone. Right. And I have to keep going outside and checking, checking it, it. I could get a baby monitor yeah. to show me the temperature. Yeah, that's true. And it would also show you the probe temperature, right? Because uh, you you should be able to hook you pr- your probe into yours, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And then it will show your probe temperature on there. Uh, but you just need to s- click the setting to probe. But I think it doesn't flip back after so many seconds. I don't I'm know. Not, I can't I'm remember not sure. on that one. But anyway, you're right. But then a lot of them are set up. However, you could do, uh, and again, there's so many different ways. They even have aftermarket... Oh, I have the meter. Meat probe, yeah. I have the meter. And it Bluetooths to your phone, yeah. and then that yep. way you can watch it that way. Yep. And so there you go. Just a few little things uh, for you um, as far as some food hacks that really aren't dumb, which is kind of unusual for our show. <laughs> um, Ford, uh, Ford ended up reversing its course. Uh, they're actually going to keep AM radios in their cars, and we will talk about that coming up. And now, a game that pits man against woman. Play Battle of the Sexes with Dave and Deb. Call now to win. 385-292-1043. 385-292-1043. Looking for a guy and a girl to battle it out. Winner takes this prize home. Deborah, tell everybody what they're going to win. Hey, uh, Riley Green, part of the Sam's Club Summer of Fun Festival Wednesday at the Sam's Club in Layton. Uh, we've got a pair of VIP tickets to see Riley Green up there. We've got a Sam's Club membership and a $25 gift card to Sam's Club to join us. Now, the festival happens uh, starting at noon, and it's free, and you don't need a ticket, and then the concert gets underway at 7.30, and it is a ticketed event and is pretty much sold out, I think. But you can come up and enjoy us for the festival. But with these tickets, you can get into the show. Cool. Morning on the Z. What's your name? Gary. Gary? Yep. All right, Gary. Let's see if we can't find you a competitor in our Battle of the Sexes. Morning, Z104. Are you a female? Oh, they hung up. Okay. Uh, morning the Z. Are you a female? Yes. What's your name? Megan. Megan and Gary. Megan, uh, we're going to have you go first. Uh, Gary, we're going to let the ladies go first. You ready? Yep. All right, Megan, here we go. 
what kind of keyboard offers about 3,000 English words typed solely with the left hand? Ergonomic, QWERTY, or membrane? Is it the first one? It's the second one. It's QWERTY. Gary, what was the name of the kids' sitcom that made Miley Cyrus a household name? Was it Wizards of Waverly Place, Hannah Montana, or Sonny with a Chance? Hannah Montana. Got that one. Pretty easy question. All right, Megan. Uh, According to AAA, what's the maximum mileage you should drive on a donut-type spare tire? 30 miles, 50 miles, or 70 miles? Is it 50? 50, right. Okay, good job, Gary. Here's your question. Nick Lachey and Vanessa Manillo will celebrate their 12th wedding anniversary this week. Who's Nick's first wife? Jessica Alba, Jessica Beale, or Jessica Simpson? Jessica Alba. Jessica Simpson on that one. All right, we're tied at one. Megan, which of these actors won an Academy Award for their role in the film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, or Samuel L. Jackson? Is it the third one? It's the second one. It's Brad Pitt. All right, here's your chance to kind of win this one, it looks like here, Gary. Um, the flower... Muguet. Muguet, commonly used in perfumes, has a more common name. Which of these is it known as? Lily of the Valley, Columbine, or Powder Puff? First one. Yeah, Lily of the Valley. Gary, you you're the winner. You you're going to join us for Riley Green on Wednesday uh, up at Sam's Club in Layton, all right? Okay. Yeah, not only that, you've got uh, Sam's Club membership and a $25 gift card to Sam's Club, okay? Okay. Yeah, Thanks, hold on y'all. a second. Appreciate both of you. Good Happy job. Monday Thanks. to you, okay? Stay hydrated. You too, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Coming Bye. up, we're going to be doing a round of Sucker Bite. Friday Green, and there was this girl. All right, so pizza explained. 12-inch pizza has a 6-inch radius, so the area is 36. Wait, 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 wait. Pi equals 113.04 times by 2. Pizza is 226.08 in squares of pizza. 18-inch pizza has a radius of 9, so 81 times pi Equals 254.4 inches of pizza. Holy crap. Who put that together? Some very smart person just sent it to us. No way. Yeah. Is it my son, Trey? Uh, I don't think so. Doing the mathematic thing? I don't know, but it's somebody very smart. Trey would probably just go, uh, uh, how many toppings? (laughs) 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 As if that makes sense. And they said, additional, additional note, area... Is pi times radius squared. Okay. Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> you not, know, we not knew that. We not, knew that. Well, I didn't. Not <laughs> a clue. <laughs> just just roll with not it, Not a clue. Didn't we know that? Didn't we know yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, hey, look, uh, have you, remember when we play Sucker Bite? Oh, yeah. Suck or bite. You okay. ready? Okay, okay. And uh, listeners, you don't you don't win anything. Just yell out and just think about this to yourself. You can just go, okay, what do I do? All right. Survey BuzzFeed did this a little bit ago, and they said uh, they were like, 
hey, do you uh, suck or bite these things? Ice cubes. Suck or bite? Both. I intend to suck, but I end up biting. Hey, it's like our show. Right. We intend to suck. But we end, end up, up biting, biting, which is not so good either way. No, no. We kind of bite. Okay. Uh, they say, okay, and this is how it came out. All right. 51% suck, 49% bite. Ice cubes. Now, that's a tough question because it all depends on what kind of an ice cube. Are we talking an, an actual ice cube like the cube, or are we talking the pebble ice? The deer poop ice. Uh, I mean, I I shouldn't, but I pretty much chew all ice. But it's usually the pebble ice. The pebble ice. What do you call it? Poop ice? Rain, reindeer, reindeer poop. poop. Yeah. Uh, what about this one? Oranges. Do you bite or suck? Sucker bite. Uh, bite. Don't yeah. You, don't you eat an orange? That's what I would. Yeah, some people, and that's the majority. Uh, 26% suck. 74% bite. So there is, I guess maybe they don't like that. Uh, what is it? The texture, because sometimes you can get a pretty chewy orange. I kind of like the texture of you know? an orange, though. Yeah, I'm hoping that it'll help with some fiber. Yeah, if you chew it enough. Right. All right, mints, sucker bite. Uh, bite. I I don't I don't think I have much patience at all, so I think every answer I have is going to be bite. Yeah. Eventually, I I have good intentions. Not to break my teeth, but usually I end up biting whatever it is I'm eating. You're in the minority on this one. It's 75-25, 75% suck, 25% bite. And so you say you bite into a mint, right? Yeah. Then, now, does it depend on the mint? Um, like, say, for instance, what if it's one of those uh, uh, Werther's? No. What if it was a Tic Tac? No. You're, st- you're still biting? I still... Is I'm there still gonna... anything? No. Okay. Uh, how about this one? Cheese balls. Sucker bite. Oh, bite. Right? Yeah. That's nasty to suck on a cheese ball. Now, but listen to this. 84% bite, but there's still 16% who suck oh, on a cheese ball. Oh, no. Ugh. Gummy bears. Uh, bite. This one was high percent. 90% bite, 10% suck. Um, popsicles. Uh, Sucker bite. I start out sucking and then I I end up eating it, biting it. So you're uh so you at, at what point though? Pretty soon. I might take a couple of licks and then I start biting. Yeah. I'm a biter with popsicle pop, popsicles. Me, me I don't know too. what the deal is. I can pull it right out of the freezer and then just bite it. Now with some people it makes it literally makes them cringeworthy to hear somebody bite an ice cube. Or bite a popsicle. Yeah, I can't. It makes me cringe the, the popsicle stick. Yeah. Oh. So what do you do when you get to the popsicle? Do you just throw it away uh, before you even reach the... I, I try to bite the popsicle off of it without, and then t- suck without it touching off. it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 76% with popsicles suck. 24% bite. So we're in the minority on that one. Hard candy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bite it again. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start out with the Jolly Rancher... Good intentions, and then I'm going to end up crunching on it. Now, it kind of depends on how healthy you feel like your teeth are, too. Because sometimes when you start crunching on something really hard, I you're know. like, Ugh, I, I know. Gonna, That's why I have a broken molar right am now. Am I going to bust something yeah. here? However, 
Uh, that one was uh, 86% suck and 14% bite. All right, there you go. That is, uh, that's how it all played out in our sucker bite um, little uh, feature. Uh, we Blake Shelton, uh, he turned to Kane Brown the other day, and he goes, look, he said, you're kind of a slow, sort of a chill kind of a dude, right? Yeah. Now, Blake has been promoting his USA Network show called Barmageddon. Yep. And uh, it's filmed in his old red club in Nashville. If you're not familiar, somebody described it as kind of just a bar games on steroids. Well, Kane Brown was on an episode and his team won. And that surprised Blake <laughs> because he pegged him as too chill to compete. Blake joked that Kane is so laid back and slow, he'd never get it together in enough time to escape a tornado. <laughs> but you can see, even as chill as Kane Brown is, you can see that he's pretty competitive. He has a competitive streak oh, yeah, in him, a pretty sure. good little sports uh, pe- sure. streak in him. It is KB, Kane Brown, on the Z. Dancing in the ca- it's Kane Brown and homesick. Is it a sign of weakness to be homesick? I don't think so. What about for a man? Is it a different? Is it different for a man versus a woman? I don't, Are I, men expo- expected to not be homesick? I used to get embarrassed that I was homesick because um, I just would never admit to it. And I remember I was going to 4-H camp, and my mom had put a note in my lunch. Oh man! Have a good time. We'll miss you. And I was like, oh! I was in the station wagon, started bawling. Yeah. I'm like, I want to go home. How old do you think you were? Thirty-two. Probably no. <laughs> I was kidding. probably like twelve. I don't yeah. know. Probably like twelve. Yeah, but I was I like, know. oh. And then sometimes I would go to sleepovers. Not every time, but the night would seem forever long at a sleepover because I would just be awake and I'd be like, I just want to go home. Yeah. I think there's this expectation now. Obviously, when we're younger, but man, when uh, even when you're in your teens and maybe maybe even into your early twenties, maybe when you're heading off to college. You know, male or female, yeah. I think there's a t- there's there are moments in our life where it seems like society puts pressure on you, like don't show it, don't show it. You're a mama's boy, you're a, a daddy's girl, you're a whatever. If you you know, and I think it's refreshing when somebody goes, "Hey, I like being home. I like being around my parents. Yeah, I like. Uh, I'm a homebody." Which is exactly what that song was based yeah. around kane brown was yeah. saying you know what i'm on the road i'm homesick i'll admit it as a full-grown adult male i'm homesick uh for a lot of different things anyway that's kind of a weird analogy uh, an extended analogy of just uh, a particular song title that's just been out for a few years <laughs> so we'll be right back in just a little minute Well, that'll do it for us. Uh, We're going to kind of wrap things up, turn things over to Jim Bob. He's got the mystery sound coming up in about 55 minutes from now at 10.50. And we've uh, slipped over the $300 mark. $304 up for grabs at 10.50. Go to the website, check out all the clues, all the wrong guesses, see if you can figure out what it is, and win some cash at 10.50 with the mystery sound. 
And we, of course, have our Country Fan Fest ticket tag continuing. So right after that, by just about an hour, Jimmer's going to throw out a, a Country Fan Fest contest at 11.40. And then later on this afternoon at 3.40. So three times a day, you include that 7.40 a.m., and uh, you'll be able to walk away with a couple of wristbands to all four days of Country Fan Fest during our Country Fan Fest ticket tag. It is a $685 million <laughs> million dollar value. Uh, don't forget to enter to win a cruise of the Mexican Riviera in October. It's out to sea with D&D. Uh, we're going to give that away this Friday morning at 730 but you have to listen to win, and obviously you have to enter to win. So go to Z104Country.com for all the details. You can also book your cruise right there. Uh, if you want to just get that taken care of right now, you can do that there as well. I'm kind of feeling the slow-motion rocking. Yeah. It just sort of lullabies you to sleep, right? Yeah. That is going to be an incredible cruise, and we would love to have you on board with us October 21st. Hey, look at this. Uh, we're already looking at the fourth best day of the week tomorrow. It's almost Tuesday. It is. Enjoy your Monday, however. We still got to make it through the rest of the day, and then we'll be back at the crack. But tune in anyway. Well, I see my clock on the wall. That's time to bid you one and all. Goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. 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 Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. At ease. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, more of you. All I'll approach. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.